1: Hey, it's Doc, and Lamar's still on vacation, doing his annual family vacation down in Panama City. So I thought I'd do a little something interesting today. I like to call it Good Review bad review. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about?
2: I am talking to you! That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar.
1: So in today's episode of Talking Lamar, we're going to replay some of the classic reviews from the People's Movie Critic. This first one is our good review. I was very surprised that he gave this one a good review because you know that Lamar owned a video store back in the day and he was waging a war with Blackbuster. But he didn't let his feelings get in the way of being able to object Effectively review the last blockbuster.
0: And lo, we say unto you, this is a most glorious day indeed. For the people's movie critic is finally getting his vengeance. Take it away, Lamar.
3: You know, of all the reviews that I've ever done, none have hit closer to home than this one. Many years ago, as a lot of people know, I owned a video store. With what seemed like a well-thought-out name of old-time video, okay? Now, <laughs> yeah. things, were going, <laughs> things were going great. I had employees. I had customers. Life was good. Then two blocks from my store, Blockbuster opened up. They had 10,000 movies, and at that time, my inventory was 863. Now, <laughs> refusing to be bullied, I vowed to stand strong, to give superior customer service, and to persevere. This was for me a modern day David versus Goliath story. And that's exactly how it played out. Only in this version, David got his ass kicked. Okay. I mean, that was it. Okay. (laughs) I was forced to move locations to lay off all but one employee that worked from the time it opened until I could get off work. And then I worked the rest of it by myself, opened to close on the weekends. I did everything. Did that for a few years, and then when I closed the door and had to file bankruptcy, I was thinking, this corporate juggernaut of 9,000 stores could never be stopped. But as my now favorite documentary of all time (laughs) informs (laughs) us, that was not the case. Today, there is only one blockbuster left, and it's in Bend, Oregon. And the documentary is sort of a mixture of reliving the heights of the movie rentals, you know, about that best time that everything was going on and the story of the demise of the chain. Now, they interview the current manager, Sandy Harding, super nice lady, and she stocks the store with DVDs that she buys from the local uh, Target. OK, and that's how she keeps up. Now, in my opinion, the documentary itself is good, but, but I'm thinking they spend way too much time making love to the idea of how blissful walking the aisles and picking out movies in a blockbuster was, okay? They can't start talking about how the mingling aromas of stale popcorn and burnt plastic were wonderful childhood memories, how the anticipation of what new release might be hiding in the return bin was almost more than they could stand. Oh, please. (laughs) Let's don't be so dramatic. (laughs) Let's call this what it was. A faceless corporation that roared across America, gobbling up the stores that they wanted and setting fire to the other ones as the families were helpless to do nothing but stand by and taste the bitter, salty tears of hopelessness running down their faces as their (laughs) dreams were buried under the torn ticket logo of corporate greed, okay? Let's let's just call it what it is.
0: (laughs) What we need
2: to do. You, you obviously haven't wrestled with this very much over the years. No, I
3: hadn't thought about it in a long time. Okay, now listen, listen, listen. <laughs> let's, let's just skip ahead. Let's skip ahead from all that. Let's get to the good part, where Netflix DVDs in the mail started getting into Blockbuster's business. You know, at one time, Blockbuster could have bought Netflix, but they thought, ha, this is just a passing fad. Well, by the time they found out it wasn't a passing fad... They knew they had to do something to turn the ship around. It had to be something drastic. It had to be so drastic that everybody would be talking about it. So they decided to do away with late fees, which are the life's blood of the video business. The actual purpose of late fees is to encourage people to return the movies on time so you could rent them out again. And it also was a good revenue stream. So now Blockbuster gave people Absolutely no reason to ever bring the movies back. The only thing worse than late fees is not being enough movies on the shelves to rent. Boys, this ain't rocket science. The only way to make any money renting a movie for $2.50 is to do it Over and over, day in and day out for months. It's really hard to do that. If it's under a table leg, keeping somebody's table level in the kitchen, I mean, that's not doing anybody any good.
1: Or in
2: my my daughter's bedroom
3: for
1: uh, six months.
3: Yes. The late fee is the DNA of video (laughs) rental. Without it, all you're left with is pandemonium and the collapse of civilization as we know it. (laughs) <laughs> the revenue went down two-thirds. I mean, they could not recover. So the documentary is 86 minutes long, but you can save time and skip ahead to the good part at fifty five sixteen. That's where they start going under. That's what you really want to see. The rest of it is a bunch of fluff, okay? It's a bunch of fluff. This, listen, this may be the best revenge video I've ever seen in my life. My score on this, no surprise, is a full- 12-pack of ice, cold Budweiser's, Whoa. and a salute to these fine people that made this. What a documentary. <laughs> what a
2: documentary. Vengeance rearing its ugly yes. head. The truth
3: has been told.
0: The truth. You know, they say, what's that saying? Uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. Whoa. Icy She's cold in a can. <laughs> she tasting good this morning. Yeah. Bacon on the side. Woo! 12-pack for the last blockbuster and the people's movie critic is happy and celebrating we'll be back with more lamar next
1: it's talking lamar the people's movie critic gave a full 12 pack to the last blockbuster and now what lamar believes to be the worst movie he has ever reviewed there is no introduction necessary
0: today is an important review because will the people's movie critic agree with every other critic about mother or will Lamar go his own way? Lamar, how you doing? Good,
3: good morning. All right, you're right. The movie's name is Mother with an exclamation point. Now, they could have dropped the exclamation point and added two more syllables, and it would have made more sense, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Now, I cannot say for sure if you had to be on drugs to write, direct, or act in this movie, but you absolutely, really, really need to be on some to watch it, okay? <laughs> and I really don't think one drug by itself is enough. I think the snack bar should be selling a combo consisting of a bucket of PCP corn with LSD sprinkles, chocolate-covered heroin with almonds, and a large diet, cocaine, to wash it down. No. I mean, Dang. this is bizarre. Really? Really? It's not only the worst movie in the history of the entire world, it is the biggest waste of two hours that I can imagine. Holy To say smoke. this movie makes no sense. is like saying the Grand Canyon is a ditch. I mean, it's the most random and disgusting thing I've ever experienced, and that includes turkey bacon and vegan mayonnaise. Whoa, okay, I'm now. I'm telling you. This, now, the review I'm fixing to do, It's either going to ruin the movie for you or it's going to save you two hours and 40 bucks. You make up your own mind. Go ahead. Jennifer Lawrence plays Mother, a woman married to a poet who's 20-something years older than her. Javier Bardem's character is billed as him, and he has a massive case of writer's block, and he's suffering from a severe case of ED. So the house they live in belonged to him and it had burned down in a huge fire. So Jennifer Lawrence's character has rebuilt the entire house completely by herself. And the first part of the movie consists of extreme close ups of her and a tension between them that you could cut with a butcher knife. Now, when Ed Harris, who is billed as man, knocks on their door thinking it's a B and B, him says Nope, it's not. But you can come in and stay as long as you want. Mother is very, very pensive in a close up. The next day, man's wife, woman, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, shows up and she moves in and she plays all these weird mind games on mother who is freaking out in a close up. Now, the next day, oldest son and younger brother of man and woman show up. We have a close-up of Mother losing her mind. She's going crazy. Then we have a murder, a blood-stained wound on the floor that reveals a fiery furnace in the basement as Mother senses a beating heart inside the walls of the house. Now, him and Mother have a huge (laughs) argument and fight that cures the ED, and Mother gets pregnant, which clears the writer's block. The poem is written, it is published, and it sells out all around the world, which is something that could only happen in a movie. You can't give away a poem, much less sell it. I don't know how that's working. (laughs) Then the house is literally overrun with adoring fans, and they're tearing the house to pieces. Mother begs him to get rid of everybody, but him loves the attention. Pandemonium ensues, then out of nowhere, Kristen Wiig shows up. She's followed by... A SWAT team, infanticide, a military raid, cannibalism, and literally a kitchen sink. Now, if that two-minute explanation wears you out, imagine sitting through it for two hours. Oh, my God. Obviously, this
2: is high concept that didn't work. Would you say that's what it is? I
3: don't even know what this is. Here's what I will say. It's rated R for strong, disturbing, violent content. There's some sexuality, there's some nudity, and some language. <laughs> Let me go ahead and say, if you take your kid to see this movie, DSS should be waiting outside to put you in handcuffs, okay? <laughs> now, all the random, bizarre, existential craziness is what it is, but this whole baby thing cannot be unseen, and the director, Darren Aronofsky, should have his ass beat. Now, that's just what I'm talking <laughs>
2: I don't even want to ask what the whole baby scene is.
3: No, 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 you don't want to know, Bob. Don't yeah. want to know. I'm out. It sounds disturbing. And Jennifer Lawrence, whom I have loved her entire career, she is now dead to me. She is dead to me. And not only did she read the script and still do the movie, she is getting mad to this Anna frosky whatever his dang name is. This is ridiculous. This, my friends, is an example of how out of touch with the real world, the self-congratulatory Hollywood film industry actually is. Aronofsky says he doesn't care if people love it or hate it as long as they're discussing it. And he wants a reaction and he wants for people to remember their experience. Let me go ahead and say. I hated it. It made me want to throw up. I'm through talking about it, and I'm trying to forget it even as I speak. My score on this is a scraping from the bottom of my shoe. That's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Lamar,
0: is this worse than this the— This is the worst. The it's, Bucky, worse. it's worse than Bucky Larson, Born
3: Bucky to be a Larson. Star? Listen, listen, I'm going to order the Bucky Larson box set if I can find it, okay? I'm just, <laughs> <telling you>.
2: <laughs> this is the horrendous. worst movie ever made, you're saying.
3: It is the worst movie ever made. It's a nightmare. It is ridiculous. It is. There was a, a group of people in there, and we all stood up at the same time, and we all just looked at each other. And we just shook our heads, and we just walked. It was, so oh, it's God.
1: not Plan Nine from Outer Space bad, where you need to see it for the entertainment. It's just a waste no, of time.
3: No, there's no entertainment. You feel dirty. You feel bad. You feel. You feel. It's <laughs> horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible.
0: Oh my gosh! This is the the worst review you've ever given a movie. It's the worst thing ever. It is the worst thing ever.
2: And right now, in in his car, there's a guy saying. I got to see that.
3: (laughs) Yes, exactly. People, I got to see if it's as bad as it is. It is as bad as it is. And if you give them your money, that's your fault.
2: Jennifer Lawrence says she's not going to make another movie for at least two years.
3: I hope she never makes another one. I hope she stays at home. I don't want to see her on a talk show. I don't even want to see nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm sick of her. See, I'm done with her. I'm done, yeah. done. All right.
0: So if you're just joining us, the People's Movie Critic didn't care for Mother. Right. He gave it. He gave it something he scraped off the bottom of his shoe. This is unbelievable.
3: I can't even believe something like this could even happen in this country. This hey, is ridiculous.
2: Can, can we ask the next time you do a review? Could you get a little emotion into it?
0: Yeah, to
1: try to, to inflect.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Lamar will be back next week with a brand new episode of Talking Lamar. It's every Friday right here on the Oddcast. And if you want to check out Lamar's reviews, you can always do so at com. Hope you take some time to have a little fun. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, And share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.